Welcome to Sacred Magic. Violet is on a quest to bring sacredness back into our everyday experiences. Anyone can have an extraordinary life when they are able to tap into the sacred magic within. Violet and her guests will be sharing their divine passions, inspirations, and stories of connecting with their sacred magic. We are so happy you have joined us today. Let's get started with your host, the magical creator of Discover Your Spiritual Gifts, Violet Rain. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Sacred Magic Podcast. I'm your host, Violet. And today, my guest is Dr. Susan Chomsky. Did I pronounce that right? You sure did. Yay! She has dedicated her life to helping people take command of their lives in highly effective, powerful, positive ways. She's the best-selling author of 20 books in English, published by Simon Schuster, Ramden House, Penguin, Red Will Weiser, and Skyhorse, and 39 books in foreign editions. She's won 46 book awards a pioneer in the human potential field she sought thousands of people meditation prayer affirmation and intuition and you can see her book titles behind her today <laughs> i can't i cannot wait to talk to her about her journey so welcome to the show today oh i'm so excited to be here with you today violet it's so good to have you so what took you on this journey of being a writer and sharing all this wisdom? Was there something that just happened that kind of put you on this path or was it <laughs> gradual? Because I think all of us have a different version of how spirit guides us. Yeah, well, my version started way back in the 60s when I was a flower child. <laughs> I was a hippie living in the San Francisco Bay Area. And those of us who were flower children, you know, Violet, it wasn't just all about sex, drugs, and rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> we were we were actually quite serious and quite uh, sincere about seeking higher consciousness, spiritual awakening. And at, at that time, our gurus were Timothy Leary and Richard Alpert, and they told us that we need to turn on, tune in, and drop out. And they had written a book called The Psychedelic Experience, and that was our Bible at the time. We were trying to reach these higher states of consciousness through LSD. That certainly didn't work out very well, especially not for me. <laughs> <laughs> However, I still wanted to reach nirvana. So I was reading all these uh, Buddhist scriptures. I was reading Autobiography of a Yogi by Paramahansa Yogananda. I was reading The Way of Zen by Alan Watts and other books by Alan Watts. And in, in Alan Watts' books, he said you have to find a meditation guide. Well, in mid-20th century, you didn't exactly go to the yellow pages and open up and find meditation guide or anything remotely similar to that. But uh, I was still sincerely seeking. And uh, I... I asked a roommate, you know, how do I find this meditation guide? He said, well, why don't you try to meditate on your own? You know, have you ever tried that? I said, okay, I'll give it a shot. <laughs> so I lay down on my bed and I sort of prayed for or asked for a meditation 
And immediately I was propelled into this ecstatic state. I could feel this cord or rush of energy rushing all the way from the tips of my toes, all the way up to the top of my head. And I felt like I was plugged into this cosmic electric socket, but in a most ecstatic way. And I figured, well, I guess this is meditation. I didn't know any better. I didn't know that I had not only had my first uh, meditation experience, but also Kundalini awakening all at the same time without any drugs, without any stimulants or anything. So that was my first experience. And soon after that, a friend took me to the Transcendental Meditation Center. And then I had amazing experiences with that. And then I went off to India to study with Maharishi Mahesh Yogi, who later became the guru of the Beatles. And uh, I spent two decades in his ashrams, living in various places throughout the world in his ashrams. And I was on his personal staff for six years. Wow, what an exciting, that's that's just so mind-blowing, right? What people would give to have those types of experiences. And I know like your current book, what is it, Inner, Inner Light, Inner Divine, where you talk about the connection of India and the Beatles. Share with us some of that because I'm very interested. Oh, wow, the inner light. I love it. I love it. So share a little <laughs> bit about this new book and what it has in it. Yeah, the new book is, uh, it's written, uh, each chapter is a song. Each chapter is a Beatles song. And then I explain the real meaning, the hidden meanings behind these songs, the spiritual meanings, what, what they were really thinking about when they wrote them. And how I know that is because... <laughs> because I lived through that period, because I, because they were with my guru and they studied with the same guru that I was with. And uh, many of those songs were written in India when they were there in Rishikesh with him. And so a lot of it just comes from direct experience. So I talk about those song lyrics and what they mean. I also talk about the Indian musical influences on the Beatles, the Indian musicians, the Indian musical instruments, which people don't even realize that it wasn't just sitar. There were a lot of Indian instruments that were used by the Beatles. So and this, the book has 170 very rare photographs. It has 130 QR codes that point to extra content, amazing videos and lyrics and audios and all these sort of sorts of things. So it's an amazing book. It's already won, I think, three book awards already. So it's pretty cool. <laughs> I, I love that. I love that. Do you think the intentions of the Beatles was to connect you know, humanity, everyone listening to their music, to these teachings and a very casual way, or was it just them sharing their experience? Much of it was them just sharing their experiences very innocently. However, at the time, way back when they first learned Transcendental Meditation, which was in 1967, uh, and on, on August 25th or 26th of that year, they learned to practice TM, they immediately became advocates. And they wanted to spread TM all over the world. 
And John was really, really enthusiastic about it. And he wrote the song Across the Universe, which was about his experiences of meditation. And he was saying, you know, we should do a tour. We should go around the world and turn on everyone to TM. So he was really a huge supporter, very enthusiastic. I love that. I love that. I love that insight of how that comes through, right? And that purpose. So I think that's really, really cool. So talk to us about this yogi and some of the things that you learned and some of the things that you got when you were working with him, because I'm sure those were amazing experiences. Uh, yes. I mean, I had wonderful meditation experiences when I was with him and I learned so much about Indian philosophy and also being on his staff was extremely valuable for me because I was very young and I really grew up under his guidance where I learned so many different, very practical skills because he had me working in all these different departments like finance and managing ho hotel and uh, working in design and art and just so many different things that I was doing where he was really teaching me how to focus, how to set goals and reach them, how just so many life skills I learned from being with him. It was almost like he was a father to me, you know. I love that. I love that. So for people that are listening, because I'm sure you've heard this many times, even people today say, I can't meditate. I don't understand meditation. I can't do it. What, what do you share with them? Cause I'm sure you get this question with all your meditation books, right? Of right. <laughs> how can they do this and what, are, what's blocking them? Yeah. So <clears throat> meditation is the easiest thing to do. And the easiest way to meditate is guided meditation. Guided meditation is a no-brainer. <laughs> you don't have to do anything. I call it the do-nothing program. You do nothing, nothing and less than nothing. And the less you do, the better ex your experiences will be. So guided meditation means that you are being led through the process, step by step by step. You're being led word by word. You just listen to the meditation and you're guided into the meditation. So uh, I've written several books that have that in, that have guided meditations in them. Uh, in fact, probably almost every one of my books has guided meditations in them. But specifically, a uh, third eye meditations, earth energy meditations, prosperity meditations, those uh, instant healing, those books um, are, consist of meditations guided meditations affirmations prayers mantras things that will help you to go through the process without you having to do anything really and many of them are in audio books as well so oh, you can just listen to the guided meditations close your eyes and listen and you'll be led through the process step by step and so easy to meditate when you do guided meditation so why is meditation so important? Why, why do we need, why is it so important for us to meditate? And how does that help with focus and clarity and all of that? It helps not just with that. It helps with health and well-being and with all the stress and people being bombarded with so much 
input, uh, so much sensory overload, uh, just taking some time to relax. And people really don't relax unless they go into a deep meditative state. I mean, you can relax by taking a vacation, by you know laying out in the sun or taking a nap and so on. But me meditation will take you into a, a state of what's called restful alertness, where you are very, very uh, deeply rested, yet you're still alert. So this actually brings about higher consciousness. It brings about brain coherence and different, different hemispheres of the brain get coherent. They become to be in sync with each other, shall we say. And also uh, there's a lot of physiological benefits that have been measured. Um, it just so happens that my guru, Maharishi Mahesh Yogi, was really probably the first meditation teacher who verified everything scientifically. So he was always doing research on meditation and he had these scientists around him who would measure everything and do research on everything. So they found out that, you know, for example, skin re resistance goes up, hypertension goes down, stress levels go down, uh, cognitive functioning improves, anti-aging factors, uh, academic performance increases you know they they did all these studies and they even found that uh, in if they did meditations in large groups uh if they they maharishi decided he would send groups large groups of people to war torn areas to crime ridden areas and what he found was that the <laughs> that the crime rate went down when they meditated together in these large groups or the war subsided so, you know, that was actually called the Maharishi effect. And in fact, John Lennon wrote about that in a song called Revolution. Oh, I love that. I love that connection, <laughs> right? Because we talk about when more than one person gathers, how that amplifies or how when we meditate in the same spot, at least I found the energy amplifies over time because you're doing that. So it's almost mm -hmm. a powerful connection when you connect. So as we gather, I can see that. So I love that he was putting science behind all of that. So he did. Yeah. And then later on, you know, these days, there's a lot of scientific research being done on meditation, all forms of meditation. I love that. I love that. Well, let's get back to the Beatles. I love the story about the Beatles. So how does that connect? Does it talk about our inner light, how we connect to our inner light or how they found their inner light? Yeah, I mean, I chose the title of the inner light because it's a title of one of the songs of the Beatles and it exemplifies the uh, spiritual awakening of the Beatles and what they went through. So the inner light, that song itself is a verbatim from the Tao Te Ching, you know, and many of their other songs were uh, involved with a spirituality, with uh, getting into higher consciousness. Uh, for example, Tomorrow Never Knows, that was verbatim. The lyrics were verbatim from the Tibetan Book of the Dead, you know. 
So uh, many of their songs were really spiritually based or they were based upon their experiences that they had in India with Maharishi. I love that. I love that. How much time did they spend there? Do you know? Yeah. Uh, Ringo was there for only about a week. He had to get back home because he had a six-month-old child, actually. That was the main reason he had to leave. And also because his wife, Maureen, hated the bugs in India. <laughs> and because he couldn't handle the food. Uh, Ringo had brought an entire suitcase of Heinz beans with him so that he would have something to eat in India. Because <laughs> he knew that he would have a problem with Indian food. <laughs> So they didn't, they didn't stay too long. And then Paul uh, McCartney and his girlfriend, Jane Asher, they left after about a month because she had a theatrical commitment in London. So they had to get back. And then John Lennon and George Harrison stayed uh, for a couple of months. They stayed for almost two months. I love that. I love that. Did you get to meet them when they were there? Were you still working there? Is that different timelines? Yeah. So it's a little different timeline because I learned meditation before the Beatles and I started applying to teacher training courses in India before the Beatles (laughs) even knew about DM, but I kept getting rejected because I was too young. (laughs) They kept saying, oh, you can't come. You're too young. You're too young. You're too young. And finally, in 1970, they allowed uh, younger students to go to the uh, ashram, to Rishikesh. And so I, I was that was my teacher training course where I went there to learn how to train people in, in transcendental meditation. That was 1970. The Beatles were there in 1968. And I applied for that course. I didn't know the Beatles would be there. I just applied for the course because I was trying trying to become a teacher, but I was rejected. (laughs) Too young. young. (laughs) Well, it's okay to be young sometimes. Of course, it's frustrating at the time, isn't it? When you're like too young to go, but I'm ready. I want to go. I want to go. I want to go. I'm fine. So I love, I love your insight with the Beatles and this spiritual connection and education. So what are some of the big highlights of the book that you love to share? Like some of the songs that have connections to different things? Yeah. So um, let's see. Uh, One example would be uh, everybody's got something to hide except me and my monkey. Now, believe it or not, that song (laughs) is more about Maharishi than any other song of their songs. <laughs> and the reason is the entire lyrics of the song are things that Maharishi used to say all the time. It's his little pet expressions. All right, so for example, whenever Maharishi would want uh, someone to meet with him, uh, he would say, come on, or he'd say, come, come. And then uh, probably a hundred times a day, he would say, it's such a joy. It's such a joy all the time. It's such a joy. Everything was, <laughs> come on, it's such a joy. And then the other one, he would always say, this is another of his pet expressions, take it easy, take it as it comes. So come on, such a joy, take it easy, take it easy. You know, 
I love the, that. All the, the, all the lyrics of that song are Maharishi's expressions. And John Lennon never admitted it, by the way, because he was bitter against Maharishi. So he, he never admitted it. But uh, George admitted it one time that, yeah, that was what that song was about. Another song, Across the Universe, that was written by John right after he learned Transcendental Meditation. And in that song, he goes, Jay Guru Deva Om. That's, those are some of the lyrics in the song. <laughs> so Jay Guru Deva. All right. So Maharishi, he would never, uh, whenever he would greet people, he would never say hello, goodbye, have a nice day. Instead, he would put his hands together in what they call namaskar position or pranams. He'd put his hands like this and he'd say, Jay Guru Dave. He said that probably a hundred times a day. <laughs> Jay Guru Dave. All right, so what does that mean? It means uh, glory to the divine teacher, glory to the divine preceptor. And who is that teacher? He's talking about Guru Dev. Uh, that is his guru. His guru was uh, Swami Brahmananda Saraswati. So he was giving praises to his guru, you know, dozens of times every day. And so John Lennon put that in his song, Jay Guru Deva Om. And the sound Om, he stuck that on the end of it, John. <laughs> Stuck that on the end of it. Uh, om is the sound that underlies and gives rise to the universe, according to Indian philosophy. So that's where that comes from. And uh, My Sweet Lord, written by George Harrison, that also has Sanskrit words in it. Um, Guru Brahma, Guru Vishnu, Guru Devo Maheshvara, Guru Sakshat Param Brahma, Tasmai Shri Guru Venamaha. So that is in the song, My Sweet Lord. He sings that in that song. And what that is, it's a quote from the Guru Gita, which is a, it's an Indian <laughs> philosophy, you know, Indian philosophy. It's an Indian book, uh, praise to the guru. And it also is part of the ceremony that is done whenever, uh, a teacher of transcendental meditation, whenever they're teaching a student, they sing that. They sing just that, you know, as part of the what they call the puja ceremony. So yeah, George put that in that song. I so those that. are some of them, some of them that I'm there are dozens of songs that I go into in my book, The Inner Light, explaining the esoteric meanings of these songs. I love that. I love that. <clears throat> I think that's amazing. So what's the difference, <clears throat> excuse me, between meditation and transitional, transit, I can't even talk. Transcendental you. meditation. <clears throat> meditation. Yeah. So transcendental meditation is a specific method of meditation. And that method uses what they call a mantra. And the mantra is a word, it's a Sanskrit word, is actually a, uh, what they call a bij mantra. In, in uh, Transcendental Meditation, they use bij mantras, and those are seed mantras. And they are mantras that are not uh, literal names of deities, like, for example, Lord Krishna, or Ganesh, or Saraswati, or 
Lakshmi or uh, other Indian deities. Uh, they are the seed words that have the vibration of the deities in them. So it's like um, based upon sound, vibration, not so much about the personality of the deity or whatever. It's like the essence of the deity is in the sound. And no TM teacher will tell you that, by the way. <laughs> I'm just telling you the truth. <laughs> Well, I love and that. I can do I can do that because I don't I don't practice TM anymore and I don't teach TM anymore. So I, I don't care what they, you know, I don't care that I'm breaking their rules. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, sound is so powerful and vibration and frequency, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and we take it for granted in some things, and it has so much power to it in, you know, the words that we speak and the vibration they hold and sound. And that frequency. So even the word ohm has a really powerful frequency to it, right? Yes, so, it does, yeah. Right? So yeah. those chants bring in some really powerful energy to support us when we really understand or even don't understand what we're saying. It, it brings in really beautiful vibration frequency. Exactly. So transcendental meditation, they, they use a mantra and then you just repeat the mantra inside. You, you think the mantra, you know, and then when the mantra goes away, you simply reintroduce it and bring it back. So it's really a very simple me method of meditation. And I think it's a very good method and it works for people. <laughs> the main thing is that it works and it's, <laughs> it's easy to do. So I do recommend it, you know. I love that. I love yeah. that. So why well, look forward to grabbing your book and checking out some of these other books that you have behind you. Um, you know, some of them are amazing, like Awaken Your Divine Intuition and Ascension. I mean, we could talk for hours on here, just the topics <laughs> you have yeah. behind you. That's true. We could. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. 20 books is a very, very impressive are you working on any other new projects next? I'm sure you are, right? So, yeah. So, uh, not only my author, I also produce cruise uh, holistic seminars on cruise ships, <laughs> and wow. also land tours as well. So, my next thing coming up is uh, sail with spirit. Sailwithspirit.com. That's S A I L with spirit.com and that is going to alaska uh sailing from seattle that'll be september 1 to 8 september 1st That's and awesome. uh yeah i have several really great speakers on that cruise many of them from hay house and other you know spiritual uh um publishers you know and then the next one will be in October, and that will be going uh, from Venice to <laughs> the Greek Isles and Turkey. And then the next one after that's in January, going to Tahiti. <laughs> so I've got several coming up. And you can check those out at divinetravels.com. That's plural on the travels. Divine, D-I-V-I-N-E, travels, T-R-A-V-E-L-S.com. Very cool. Well, 
I'm going to check that out. That sounds like so much fun, not only to be able to travel and be on a cruise boat, but then to get to connect with so many amazing people and learn so many amazing things. So I love that. It Thank is, you. It's great. Thank you so much for being on the show. Your website is posted there where people can go and check out more about your books and your offerings. So thank you so much for being here this morning. And thank you for inviting me, Violet. It was a great joy to speak with you. It was a great joy to speak with you too. And those listening, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I hope you'll follow, comment, and like below. Thank you for listening. And we hope to see you really soon and have a magical day. Are you seeking an online spiritual education resource? Do you crave to know more about various topics of spirituality? Discover Your Spiritual Gifts Academy offers a wide variety of programs, including Crystal Alchemy, Tarot, The Journey of the Fool, Akashic Record Reading Certification, and much more. These online courses allow you to learn on your schedule and at your own pace. You can find out more at www.discoveryourspiritualgifts.academy. Thank you for joining us. To find out more about Violet, head over to discoveryourspiritualgifts.com. You can also send a personal message to Violet through email, violet at discoveryourspiritualgifts.com. If you love this show, subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Until next time, remember, we are all meant to have abundant and joyful lives. We hope to see you soon at Discover Your Spiritual Gifts.